Hello and welcome to Secondhand Obsessions. A podcast where each week one of us brings a topic that they have been obsessing over. And we see if we can make the other hosts obsess over it too. Hello, we're outside today. Which Hello. things things might sound a little bit different. What's your name though? Oh shit. <laughs> we can I I am nameless now. I only have a name indoors. <laughs> I'm Julia Plantbound Fisher. My name is Genevieve <coughs> Jagger. And I'm Ryan. Oh, there's my phone. Hello? Hello, it's Ryan Morgan. Morgan. Aww. We're outside today. Yeah, we're outside. We're outside today. <laughs> really fucking spoiled. So, so I was just so eager to, 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 tell to them. announce the special format of today's yeah. episode, which is outside. And the beautiful foliage. Shall we describe yeah. some of it? Yeah, there's some broad beans that my neighbour have been growing. You can actually see the pods. Listeners, you can probably as well. Actually, if you just look behind... <laughs> If you just yeah. t- turn your neck around, you'll be able to see some big, big fat beans. Yeah. And some rainbow chard, kale. And there's like a lot of grass and there's a lot of bikes. And loads of recycling because I think the uh, refuse collection is on strike at the moment. So well, that's okay. no one, no one is taking the recycling away. Lots of trees and a nice breeze. Yeah, lots of breeze. That's what some I said. Some nice trees. <laughs> Need to sneeze. Have some cheese. Oh. Thanks for your contribution. That's what I see. Yeah, so Miss Miss Rona has has intervened in our in our podcasting empire. Well, she shagged spe- us again. Specifically Miss Sturgeon, I would say. Well yeah, Miss Sturgeon partnered with Miss Rona. <laughs> the duo Rona. of a lifetime. <laughs> has so, forced us to become outside people. And yeah. we're not allowed to be inside yeah, it's the, house. the law. So uh, we're in the garden. And yes. Julia is five meters from me and Jen. Yes. Actually, 20 meters. Yeah, this is a really great microphone. Yeah, it's very <laughs> deceptive. Um, but also, it is currently October, so we don't know how long, if this law <laughs> continues, that we will be able to continue recording the podcast at all, uh, given the circumstances. But we're hoping that maybe we'll just yeah. be able to do it outside, maybe shiver for an hour. I'd yeah. shiver for you. Yeah. yeah you, okay. whoever you are, I'll shiver. It's the 10th episode today. Special times. Um, yeah, to, we did 10. To yeah. you guys at home might not sound like a big milestone. I thought it would be nice to go back a few months and talk about where the idea for the podcast came where from. Where it all started. And how we done it. A little bit of a harp sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the incentive for the podcast? Why did we do that? Uh, we got Why are we, here? <laughs> we got really stoned in, <laughs> in my living room and we kept we did that a lot and we kept being like, ha, ah, wouldn't it be funny if we made a podcast? Yeah. Wouldn't it, it be funny? I think it started initially from the idea of Jen watching horror movies that me and Ryan didn't want to watch oh, and yeah. recounting them to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the initial yeah, that was the first draft of this yeah. podcast. And then it was like, there's not that many horror horror films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a also, lot of horror films. I mean, you I, can do yeah, you've no. never done a horror film. But that's there's nothing <laughs> I'm obsessed with. Exactly. <laughs> in the same way. So today in recognition of what we feel is quite a big step for 10 episodes double digits now yeah um, we thought we'd do something a bit different yeah. and um introduce a new theme every 10 minutes usually. yeah so instead of the usual one person sh- uh sharing we thought what we would do this time is to share some small topics maybe five to ten minutes each that means that we also won't have a quiz this episode Aww. but regular Aww. programming will resume in episode 11 hopefully yeah hopefully. so we're just going to talk you through i was going to say small wonders 
uh, <laughs> we're just going to talk you through our little obsessions. Which is a concept our baby that is, is completely original and we have not stolen from another podcast. Definitely not the McElroys. I don't know who they are. Stop saying Griffin. I hate Harry Potter. I don't know who that boy is. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll go in the same order as we usually do. So we'll go me, Jen, Julia, me, Jen, Julia. Yeah. Is that what we usually do? Yeah, that is yeah. what we usually do. By 10. Um, we have a usual now. Well, we, yeah, we do. We have, have like a, a regular have a order. I hope yeah. you're used to it because this is going to test you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to distinguish between our voices. Yeah. <clears throat> Should we jump straight in? Yeah. And do it? Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's talk go about for things Ryan's, we like. Ryan's little, little baby thing. Pooh, so what do you guys know about Glasgow Central Station? I've been there. <laughs> oh, I know <laughs> what you're going to say. Took a train. I know what you're going to say. Gonna, it's got a piano pla- in it. Platform nine and three quarters. That's not what you're going to say. Where Harry Potter goes to Hogwarts. From Glasgow Central <laughs> Station. <laughs> Um, do you know what used to stand on the grounds of Central? No. Uh, a train? A, a, a wizard's castle. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a little town called Grahamston. A, t- a town? Yeah. In the side of a station? It wasn't a station. But the station's not very large. Exactly, it was a small town. <laughs> no, but that's like four houses. <laughs> Grahamston is a forgotten piece of Glasgow history. Oh. It vanished beneath the foundations of Glasgow Central Station more than a hundred years ago. But its memory lives on in buildings and street patterns, and not least in the urban legend of an abandoned village beneath the platforms of Scotland's busiest railway station. Sounds so spooky with the wind. Yeah. yeah. I hope the not... ghosts have all arrived. They've <laughs> <laughs> just got off at uh, the station near my house. <laughs> <laughs> so before the Union of Parliaments in 1707, Glasgow possessed no industrial life or energy. Yeah. Trade was insignificant, the industries rudimentary and unskilled. Any advantage held by the West Coast in trading with the Americas and the West Indies was negated by English law banning direct Scottish trade with those parts of the world. And if you want to hear more about that, listen to episode three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the population of Glasgow was in decline from 14,600 to 1,660. Wait, what? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> from 14,600 in 1660 oh, okay. to 12,500 in 1770. Okay, so lots of 13,000 people disappeared. Uh, uh, comes the, the rain! Oh, no. By the middle of the 18th century, Glasgow was beginning to feel the effects of the Industrial Revolution. Scottish genius seemed not so much flower as to erupt. I don't know what that sentence means, but there yeah, you go. what? Sorry, what? excuse me. It says Scottish genius seems not so much to flower as to erupt. It, it doesn't go slowly; it comes very quick. Did you not write this? Is this not your writing? Y- yeah. You 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 cribbing off somebody else's homework? No. Did you copy and paste? No, I didn't copy and paste. I copy and pasted that one bit. <laughs> so the ensuing growth in shipping at the Brimley Law was a major factor in the growth of Grahamston. The tobacco trade was particularly influential, and at one time, almost the entire disposable capital of the city was embarked upon it. But it was not the only game in town. <laughs> Glasgow merchants were trading in a wide range of commodities, including rum, sugar, cotton, coffee, timber, tobacco, animal hides, grains, and rice. Oh! Yeah. Wait, um, were people going rice in Glasgow? Apparently so. Oh, the no, trade was happening. Oh, okay. Shipping. So, yeah. okay. So, so the most important factor in Grahamston's growth uh, was to be found about one mile to the north. <gasps> the opening of the Forth and Clyde Canal in 1790 dictated the development of the community over the next few decades. As merchants and industrialists sought facilities for storage and processing adjacent to the city, with good access to the south and west and to the ocean going ships at the Broomy Law. Grahamston had a comparatively short life as a village in the accepted meaning of the term, becoming instead an important commercial centre. It stood literally at the crossroads of the main north-south and east-west 
axis of the city and metaphorically at the crossroads of Glasgow's graduation from a quiet backwater to a serious player in world trade. Mm. Cool. So it was a little town. It was a little that town. Before Glasgow was Glasgow. Yeah, so and when the Industrial Revolution came up, they needed a place to house people and needed a place to store all of their um, shipping materials and mm-hmm. to house the people that were working on the Clyde and stuff. So, so is this a town or a neighbourhood? It's, um, it's the same size as Glasgow Central Station. But was it there before any of Glasgow was there? So um, was it just a town surrounded no, there by was, like there fields? Was, there was life in Glasgow. Yeah, because Glasgow started in the Merchant yeah. City. Yeah, there was... So that's like pretty close. There was life there, but they... Yeah, the whole point was Was it like a suburb and then Glasgow ate Grimston, or...? Yeah, so that's what it okay. goes on to say is where it went. So Glasgow got very hungry mm-hmm. and took a big chomp. Hungry, yeah, hungry Glasgow. Hungry, yeah. <laughs> and he ate ten bits of cake and nine blueberries and three Grahamston. <laughs> there's a there's a theory that the first ever theatre in Scotland was in Grahamston, oh. but it's been disproved lots of times. And the theatre um, that was there, it's now Boots, was torn. Is it? <laughs> was torn down by a mob. Love Boots. In 1754. So the years 1845 and 46 are described by Robert Reed. As the daft days of the railway and joint stock mania. People were wild for them trains. Yeah, they loved them. Yeah, they were like, like choo choo. You know that song, Do the Locomotion? It Cut. was written in, 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 in yeah, 1605. Come no. on, baby. <laughs> do, what? Trains definitely did not exist in 1605. Yeah, I know, but the song Locomotion. They were like, I've had this amazing idea. <laughs> inspired trains. They were like, what is that song about that, that is so famous? Let's yeah. just make something that they're about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the railway mania saw scores of businessmen and rival syndicates conspiring to beat each other to the investment opportunities that this new mode of transport offered. So trains were about businessmen wanted a piece of it. Nice. A bit of trains. Glasgow in particular was caught up in the madness and has been described as a theatre of bitter conflict in which the rival railway companies vied with each other to bring their lines into the city Mm centre. Despite these widespread protests um, against tearing Grahamston down, Central Station was completed in 1879 and formally opened on the 1st of August that year. It had eight platforms serving eight lines running over the middle part of Grahamston. The area taken up by the station covered the eastern and middle portions of Grahamston site, but the western side of the village, including St Columba's Church, remained intact until the turn of the century, when the remainder of the village was demolished to make way for a station extension. Cool. Remnants of Grahamston can be seen to this day, and you can find more about this subject at grahamston.com, and there's a few books about it. Is St. Columbus the one that's in Nelson Mandela Square? I'm not sure. Because if that is, that's very far away from... Central. Central. There's not very far away, but I mean, f- compared to a whole town in than a being station. in the building. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, I'm, it may well be yeah. a completely different church. <clears throat> in fact, I know someone who uh, did some of her priest training in that church, so oh. I can ask her. It's, it's, she's here! <laughs> she is a crow. Gotcha. Uh, or maybe a, ma- a magpie would be appropriate, because you could kind of get a priest collar. Oh, of a magpie oh my god. Patterns. Oh my god, magpie man. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> the, um, you know, Glasgow, uh, like main cities do tours. We've never had hecklers on this podcast I before. Know. Oh my god. <laughs> We've had a few trains or yeah. a few trucks outside. <laughs> never, never someone is vocal. No. Uh, what were you saying? Sorry. Um, what was I saying? Uh, you know how you can get those tours in like Edinburgh and France and they take you to the catacombs and stuff? The, the two options. <laughs> such a jump. Oh. Edinburgh and, and France. France. Yeah. Paris, whatever. In Paris, yes. And you know, you get like tours that go yeah. around the city. You can get one in Glasgow. Oh. I've never been on it, but apparently they take you. Because in the lower... Uh, what, to Grahamston? In the underground of Central. 
mm-hmm. you can still see like the shape where the cobbles used to go along Grahamston. You can it's also tr- see the uh, train that goes to Mulgai. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best and, part of the whole And a drunk chart. man struggling to put his ticket in the machine. <laughs> That's my first subject. Congratulations. Grahamston. Grahamston. Who would have known? Yeah. Graham. Graham. Who is Graham? Dunno. Let's just keep launching. <laughs> he owned this town. <laughs> my topic is hamsters. Oh my god. I was not. Pr- I'm pr- I was quite surprised this isn't a full episode. <laughs> yeah, it might still be. It depends. It depends. I, I just had the urge to talk about it today. I yeah, I love hamsters. Yeah, put that little polka dot umbrella away. It was raining for a bit, guys. You were protected from the rain. Yeah, we got you. I love hamsters. Okay. <laughs> a baby I, has appeared Yeah, nearby. when I when I first got my first flat in Glasgow, in Finiston, after I'd moved out of Halls, I realised that I had somewhat adult money and a place where I could home a hamster. <laughs> I was like 18, 19, and so I, yeah, I got a hamster for the flat. Wait, that's happened in 1819? Yeah. That's when Grahamston was going. No, I I was 18 or 19. I'm not old. I'm young. I'm a baby. (laughs) Stop spreading lies about a baby. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, I got a hamster. I got a hamster. And Charlotte, do you remember? She was really against it for a bit. I can say Charlotte. Redacted. Could have, been, could have been Charlotte Church. Yeah. Or uh, name another Charlotte. Princess Charlotte. Yeah. Or my sister before she legally changed her name. Oh yeah. All, all. Maybe you were talking to my sister at age eleven. <laughs> Lottie, she's got a podcast. She does have a podcast. We plugged it before. You get one plug. <laughs> <laughs> I so I was thinking, been thinking about it for ages. I watched all these videos, and then I like, fuck. This is why you prepare notes. Was it? I don't want to claim responsibility for it, yeah. but was it actually Oh my me? god! Oh my god! Yeah, right, okay, so fucking little impressionable 18-year-old me, I was chatting with Julia, and Julia was talking about her flatmate who had just gotten this hamster whose name was Little Baby Bog. Yeah. And then Little Baby Bog was too much of a mouthful name, so they changed his name to Gravy. And oh. that just that thought was so cute that I was like, <laughs> I think I have to have a hamster. So I decided that I was going to get a son... And I was going to call him Vinny, short for Vincent, short for Vincent Van Gogh, but not spelt like G-O-G-H, like G-O-T-H. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and so we went to Pets at Home and we picked out a cage and we picked out, we picked out Vinny, but they didn't have any sons. All they had was daughters or, gen- or non-binary hamsters. I thought you didn't know he was... She no, was no, no, no. They, knew that, oh, they, they okay. knew that they didn't have any boys in. Oh, okay. And so we got Vinny. Um, but Vinny, yeah, Vinny was a gender-neutral name mm-hmm. for a gender-neutral hamster, and... She did. Right! Cut that No! I mean, that's the truth of the matter. She died tragically last winter. But no, I mean, I wouldn't say tragically. Yeah, no. I've, I she felt it like tragic. It was emotional, but she I wouldn't say tragic. Passed away in her sleep. She was fine. In the same way that if I woman. found out... But I didn't really intend to go into great detail about <laughs> Vinny's fucking horrific death. <laughs> <laughs> it no. wasn't like... It, it was like a house fire. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny... <laughs> yeah, just the cage caught fire. <laughs> Vinny was the chillest hamster ever. So cool, so relaxed. Really happy to hang out. I've got lots of cute little videos of Vinny. I'll put some on the Twitter. The one where she's the magic beans. That's so mm. nice. There's just this video and I'm like holding her and pretending that she's a pot of magic beans. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just need to see it. But then through that, I became somewhat obsessed with caring for Vinny. So I would make like popsicle stick houses. And then 
through the wonderful world of YouTube, I found out that Pets at Home doesn't really follow any kind of care regulations about what is actually recommended for a hamster. So the cage that I had was way too small. So a few months in, I, do you remember it came, I got it off gun, yeah. Gumtree, a Barney cage for, for you hamster lovers out there. Especially designed for dinosaurs. <laughs> it was like the size of a fucking hamster football pitch. It was insane. Do you remember she was like, asking if we could pick it up and I was like, I don't drive. And then she was like, oh, okay, I'll drop it off. You're not going to be able to get this on the train. Because it's like, it's fucking massive. It is big. Yeah, and then... Yeah, because we were like, oh, how big could it be? And then she opened the boot. And we were both just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but she also gave us all of the accessories with yeah. her. She was really nice. It was like 20 quid as well. But I love hamsters. I love hamster videos. I love Vinny. And I love my hamster now, who is called Orb. Because he is round. Orb has two different coloured eyes. One of which is like a red and we think he's blind in that eye because you can go up to him and he won't he won't notice that you're there mm -hmm. um until you, you like touch him and then you'll be like what him. the fuck <laughs> uh he really likes cabbage vinnie didn't like bean sprouts that was it, i just find it interesting their tiny little personalities <laughs> you know what like she was so into like all kinds of fruit mm -hmm. and like yogurt drops mm -hmm. and she really really liked sweet corn yeah she was a bitch she, for it yeah but she didn't like she didn't like bean sprouts. Also, she did that weird humpy thing. Do you remember when you like? Oh my god! I used to walk past the cage, and only me. I would walk past the cage, and she would follow me from one side to the other. She fancied like, Ryan. Snuffing. But then when I, what would happen when I picked her up? She would. If female hamsters are in heat, and you like, we found this out because we were like petting her, and we were like, oh, she really likes it. Oh She's my really god! Into I don't it. Know what you're talking about. But it's because us petting her, I guess, felt like a hamster was trying to mount her. Oh. And so she stuck her little hamster ass in the air. Oh. Yeah, she arched her back. Oh. She threw it back. But she did it oh. crazy. But she would Ryan. stand still. She would just stand <laughs> And then, like, it would take her like five minutes to move again. Because oh she would just stand and stare at yeah. something, and you'd be like, Vinny, oh. Vinny, stop. And oh, she'd no. be like, put it in. Oh. <laughs> so, like, I, I love their little hamster faces. I love finding out what their vibe is. So, Vinny loved to climb, whereas Orb likes to dig. Like, he wants a big old sand thing. Mm. Um, and all that kind of stuff. And then last night we had Orb out. What colour is Orb? He's like orange and white. And, and he, has, he has ears that are like little flower petals. And Vinny was like more more robust. And she was, <laughs> she had you, you <laughs> dark, dark you brown. You could punch her in the face and she wouldn't notice. <laughs> no! <laughs> Don't punch me. She just either. stuck her little ass in the air again. <laughs> so fucking cute. So last night we got Orb out and fed him a scrap of cabbage. Oh, he loved that. Yeah, it was, it was just so. It's just so nice to just like sit with them on the bed, or like if you close all the doors in my hallway, then that makes like this perfect hamster roaming space, and to just like chill with them. Oh my god, fucking hamster Facebook is wild. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm going over my no, lot no, of time. It's fine. Hamster You've Facebook. Only been going for five minutes. Oh god. <laughs> hamster Facebook is wild. Um. So like oh, when no, I yeah. when I got Vinny, I joined a bunch of Hamster UK. Facebook posts just wanting to see other people's hamsters and just like a lot of cute content and asking questions about care and being like can I feed my hamster this can I feed it this <laughs> and so people would like post into this group pictures of their hamster in their tiny pets at home cages being like hey I just got Pip from pets at home well I'm so excited to be part of the community and people would fucking go in <laughs> Like they would be How like, dare you, you have a cage? Like yeah, that? you shouldn't be getting hamsters if you're gonna get a cage that small, oh and like you should have done your research, and this is like not humane. Oh and like dear. people would go in. Oh it was like insane, I'm thoroughly to, entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something the same size as um, Orb's cage to give the because that's the minimum size. Yeah. 
like ethically. What is on food? It's like a, it's like a large coffee table size, yeah. right? Well, maybe a bit taller, a bit wider, to be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't say a large coffee table. Mm. Yeah, I'd just say like yeah, like a big chest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then people make those detolf cages, which is like where you go to IKEA and you get a glass cabinet and you tip it on its side and like seal it with an yeah. aquarium seal. I know a lot of stuff about <laughs> things you can do with hamsters. So nice. that's my topic. Is I loved Orb. You loved. No shop. <laughs> I love Orb, and I love Vinny, and I just love all hamsters, and I like going to the pet shop and looking at them. Nice. Well, I, I'm gonna do my first topic. This. Today, uh, the subject is Chris Thiel, the mandolin player. What? Uh, he's one of my favourite musicians, but I don't really feel like there's enough to do a whole episode about him. Mm. Uh, he's a mandolin player. He's been in two bands, Nickel Creek and then Punch Brothers. You might, if you know me, have seen me wearing a Punch Brothers t-shirt. It's one of the band t-shirts that I own. Mm. Uh, he's from America, originally California. Uh, started playing the mandolin at age five and has been playing it ever since. He was born in 1989. So, no, 79. Mm. Formed a band, Nickel Creek, at age eight. What? They released their first album when he was 12. Uh, the oldest member of the band was only like a couple of years older than him. So like uh, a group of children. And he released his first solo album at the age of 13. God bless. He's like, Did they do well? Yeah, so that album wasn't necessarily huge, but they released Could he even later. tie his shoes at that point? I don't even. I mean, with the fingers that you can play the mandolin with. You could probably, probably tie some shoes. Probably yeah, tie some shoes. Probably tie some shoes. But like, so that album wasn't necessarily huge, but like later albums like went platinum and mm. like they've gotten Grammys and stuff. Oh, wow. So like big deal. Not when they were children, though. I think they kind of... Uh, they released more albums kind of into the 2000s. This was 1993. Do people take them seriously as children? Because now when I think about kids who release music, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is music for other kids, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, so it wasn't like a sort of Mason Ramsey situation. Oh, no, but even then, that's like... Yeah, it's still quite, up. like, con- <laughs> condescended upon. Yeah, no, I mean, I, there might have been that sort of vibe. I guess He's the not, only yeah. person I can think comparably is, like, Grace Vanderwall. Mm. I mean, I guess Billie Eilish's first stuff came out when she was, like, 13. Oh, yeah. I think God, it was, was kind of... really young. I think it was more kind of that kind of thing. Okay. Because their stuff yeah. is not, like... It's, it's blue... She's cool. She's so cool. It's like, bluegrass country music-ish. Oh, cool. And then... Maybe it, we could pop some in here. Yes. No. Here, this is a song Julia really likes. Yeah, this is... Uh, let's do a Nickel Creek song first, seeing as we're talking about them. And then the band that I kind of found out about Chris Style through, which is Punch Brothers, which is a real good band. Oh, hello, son. Yeah, the sun's coming out. There's my son. Hello, my son is here. Orb. Orb. <laughs> hello. Come to talk to us. About cabbage. <laughs> about how much he's so into fucking cabbage. Oh, you guys hear uh, If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, so he formed Punch Brothers. Um, it was initially called How to Grow a Band, was the initial band's name. Uh, it was started out of him and a bunch of his friends threw a party together because they were all single and had recently come out of failed relationships and mm-hmm. they were just very sad. And so they were like, let's have a party where we just spend loads of money on very fancy food and just <laughs> hang out. Mm-hmm. They also had a jam session because they were all incredible musicians. People like Numb Kelney, who's a banjo player, who's... Mm-hmm 
also equally oh incredible. Oh god, the banjo is a difficult instrument to love. <laughs> uh, yes, and they have been, that was in 2006, and they are still going to uh-huh. this day. It was just out of a party that they were like, let's do a, ba- a jam session. They're Aww. like, this works pretty well. And they made a band. And they made a band out of that. That was kind of around the time that Nickel Creek broke up. Mm-hmm. And they've come back together and released another album like six years ago, in and out. Uh, but cool, yeah. Here's a Punch Brothers song of, of Chris Lyle being made. It's on again. You hate it, but you know it then. You know it, and so do your friends. And you can sing together when. The thing is, is he's like amazing dexterity, like the speed at which he plays yeah. the mandolin is like yeah. compared to no one. I think as well that's one of the things that's like, I never necessarily named it until I started listening to Punch Brothers, Yeah. but mandolins are like yeah. my favourite instrument of all time. I, mm. The mandolin makes me feel so unsettled. <laughs> Because, oh, no, 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 sorry, I'm, I'm completely wrong, I'm thinking of the sitar. Yes. The sitar, no, the sitar makes sitar, me yeah. feel uneasy. Yeah. Well, I, I actually couldn't, don't know if I could tell you what the mandolin sounds Mandolin's like. Mandolin's like a tiny, kind of higher-pitched guitar. Oh, okay, yeah, very, yeah, no, I'm thinking yeah. sitar and, mm-hmm. like, Is it like, the Beatles' yeah, White Album. Yeah, it's got that kind of, they tend to have that kind of, like, the uh, spherical, yeah. bulby kind of uh, body. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know when John Lennon's like, do any yeah. of us exist? Mm-hmm. Twing, 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 twing. Yeah. I hate that. Or uh, the, uh... The vegan. Uh, and if you know, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, here's that oh, other song. Tu, yeah. tu uh, oh, oh, wait, aha, sorry, that was Despacito. <laughs> here's the Punch Brothers song for real. But yeah, no, it's like that's one of the things is like consistently I'll be listening to a kind of folky song and I'll be like, I really like this song. And it's because somebody's playing a mandolin in it. Oh. It's just like yeah. one of the I sounds. Feel that that I feel that way about cowbells. Oh. I feel like I'm always, <laughs> I'm always down. I feel like cowbells are a very Gene Belcher instrument. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Bob's book. I got a cowbell. <laughs> I need to watch more of it and then that's an episode. Oh yeah, that would be great. Uh, so he was made a MacArthur Fellow in 2012. The MacArthur Fellowship is an award that I was looking up. I wasn't really aware of it until I was researching him today. Uh, it's basically just an award for the best people in America. <laughs> like, truly, there is no... Like, it's like anthropologists, writers, musicians, actors. Just people, they just, just fund them. The, one of them was just it's a... It's a pe- grant, isn't it? You get MacArthur uh, you get, grant. You get, like, $500,000 or something. <gasps> and one of them was just a pediatrician. Like, I looked through all of the... Uh, so, like, included on the winners are... Uh-huh. Uh, Cormac McCarthy, who mm-hmm. I didn't know was American, and yeah. also didn't know was that... He won it in 1981. In my mind, he's much more recent than that. But he's not. Yeah. Uh, Tim Berners-Lee, who invented the World Wide Web. Oh. And also, Guillermo Gomez-Pena. Oh, uh, <laughs> get out of here. Uh, so it's like a pretty diverse group of people, and oh, usually yeah. only like 20 people win it a year. So yeah. it's like a pretty prestigious And they get award. half a million each. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I think it might have been... It was either 50,000 or 500,000. I can't really remember. 
Either way, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yes, and he's also uh, the host of a radio variety show called Live From Here that used to be called Prairie Home Companion. Mm-hmm. And it is like music and also radio drama. I don't really understand it, but it's like mm. a big deal in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been nominated and won multiple Grammys and also worked with Yo-Yo Ma, oh. which is fun. Uh, the uh, the classical player. The, cell- mm. the cellist player. <laughs> cellist. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Chris yeah. File. Also a very satisfying third name. I think it's a real good time to go to our sponsor. Yeah. Uh, our sponsor today is The Great Outdoors. Oh, wow. Can you hear that? That was a leaf. Can you hear this? Oh, there's a cat in that window. That was some grass. Wow. And here's the wind. Thank you for sponsoring us, Great Outdoors, today and every day. Thank you, Outdoors. That was lovely. Now it's on to Ryan's second contribution. Now it's on to my second one. This one's quicker than the other one was. Oh, wow. This is just G-Town. Puzzles. <gasps> oh, you fucking love puzzles. But I've puzzles, never met puzzles, a man. I would say larger footprint on the world than Grahamston. <laughs> yeah, no. Right, so yeah, yeah, I love, I love yeah. puzzles, right? Riddles and Sudokus. Grahamston was actually quite niche of you, almost. Yeah, thanks. I don't know if I mean it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like uh, Sudokus. Mm-hmm. John, yes. can you testify? Ryan loves Sudokus. We have, like... Four Sudoku book books in our house books. that you get from the <laughs> Sudoku books. Sudoku books that you get from the supermarket, and they're all filled, and they're all correct as well. I've got a fun kind of QI esque question. Okay. Where do Sudoku's come from? I don't fucking know. Japan. That's what you'd think. And, and then, then the Stephen Fry is humiliating me. Yeah, he's, Alan, come, he's Alan, come back on for one special Alan episode Davies. just to humiliate Jen. Alan Davies, Julia's dad is pissing on me. Yeah. Uh, it just be, this is the porn parody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they're actually made by like an American guy who I think was like an optometrist or something. Oh, he was cool. like not a puzzle guy. And they were like in this magazine that had puzzles in it. Mm. And like wasn't that big a deal. And then like decades later, mm. it got like really, really popular in Japan. And oh, then it and got they named it back to America as Sudoku's, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is presumably a Japanese thing." Whereas in Japan, they're like, "Oh no, this came from there." Oh wow! And all these birds are here to all confirm. These birds they're, are they're, like, giving me, they're telling me. They're telling me the actual answers to the fact I half remember. <laughs> this is like that. This is like that. Who wants to be a millionaire? Episodes where the person <laughs> in the coughs. <laughs> anyway, tell us about puzzles. Uh, specifically, hard puzzles. I want to talk about. None right? of that. That casual shit. None of that fucking easy. Noob fashion. puzzles. Um, I thought Nuzzles. I'd share some of the hardest puzzles. <laughs> and uh, see how we feel about them. So the world's hardest Sudoku. Mm -hmm. Sudoku is easily the most played and most analysed puzzle in the world. So Mm -hmm. coming up with the hardest one is no mean feat. (laughs) In 2012, Finnish mathematician Arto Inkala claimed to have created the world's hardest Sudoku. (gasps) According to the British newspaper The Telegraph, a difficulty scale by which most... What was that mouth thing? Were you speaking on the Telegraph? That was me spitting on the Telegraph. Oh, I see. I thought you were trying to pronounce the name. Yeah. (laughs) No. Uh, so according to the British newspaper The Telegraph, uh, on the difficulty scale by which most Sudoku grids are graded, with one star signifying the simplest and five the hardest, the above puzzle would score an 11. What? 
What do you mean the above Was there just puzzle? one number? Show us the puzzle. <laughs> it's not here, it's online. I'll link it in the in the thingy. In okay. the other so thingy. when you say the above puzzle, you he mean... He was quoting. Yeah, it's because it was Well, he above. seems to be quoting an awful lot, Mr. Copy and okay. Paste. Okay, he's giving references. Ryan Copy and have Paste ever, Morgan. Have you ever written an essay? You need to have your sources. Yeah, here's, I want to read your bibliography. Here's the, <laughs> here's the hardest logic puzzle ever, okay? Okay. Three gods, A, B, and C, are called, in no particular order, true, false, and random. True always speaks truly, false always speaks falsely, but whether random And random speaks... always goes, lol, rufflecopter, <laughs> <But whether random, laughs> roar. <laughs> but whether random speaks truly or falsely is a completely random matter. Okay. Your task is to determine the identities of A, B, and C by asking three yes-no questions. Each question must be put exactly to one god. The gods understand English, but will all answer in their own language, in which the words for yes and no are da and ya, in some order. You do not know which word means which. Oh my god. I don't understand. American philosopher and log logician? Logistician. Yeah. George, I think? George, Who knows? Like George Bullos. Magician, but logic. Yes. Described that riddle, which was devised by Raymond Smullyan and published it in the Harvard Review of Philosophy in 1996. Bullos called it the hardest logic puzzle ever. So I looked up to see if I could find the answer. Mm -hmm. um, and it is this. It's an article. It's like two pages long, and it and it, get, it goes through three different logic puzzle examples because you need to know mm -hmm. how to do them before you mm -hmm. can do this one. And basically, at the end, it says, "Suppose B is true. Then, if you get the answer da, A is random, and therefore A is random, B is true, C is false, and you're done. But if you get the answer ya, yeah, then A is not random. So A is false, B is true, C is random, and you are again done. Suppose B is false. Then, if you get the answer da, then since B speaks falsely, A is not random." And therefore, A is true, B is false, C is random, and you are done. But if we get ya, yeah, then A is random, and thus B is false, and C is true, and you are again done. Did you understand any of that? No. Me neither. It's, so you meant to put the chicken in the boat first? Yes, not after. <laughs> the hardest Kalkidoku ever. Mm -hmm. So a Kalkidoku is similar to a killer Sudoku, except that... You don't die at the end. Less danger. One, any operation can be used to complete the result of a cage. And two, the puzzle can only be square size. And three, the Sudoku rule of requiring the numbers one to nine, and each three by three set of cells does not apply. Okay, so I can see the uh, Kalkidoku on Ryan's screen, and instead of having lots of little squares, it's got kind of like Tetris-esque shapes. Am I right? So it, it has all the little boxes, but instead of having a square that is made up by nine little boxes, it has like... Look, show Julia. I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I'll put it on the Twitter. <laughs> and then if you solve it... Then yeah. I will send you a letter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll do. One of the 26. And my, my hamster will be inside of it. You have one oh. orb. <laughs> please live very close by. Yes, and please have a good supply of cabbage where you live. Well, so not, um, if you are from a, a non-cabbage-eating country, then I'm afraid uh, you're not eligible for the competition. Yeah. yeah. The orbs, orbs, orbs rules, not mine. Yeah. The way that they work out if these are the hardest or not is they put them all on this website called kalkidoku.org and they see how many people can solve which ones mm -hmm. and this one has a 9.6 pass rate percent yeah oh. so 9.6 percent of people solved it yeah 9.6 percent of people who were going on a sudoku website yeah, <laughs> yeah. i thought that 9.6 was like an imdb rating for a second <laughs> like this is a really really great kalkidoku kalkidiko pikuniku <laughs> what's that one where you roll around katamari <laughs> <laughs> cat mario 
Uh, and that's that's me with puzzles. Oh, nice. That's Ryan with the puzzles. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thank now you very for much, Jen Ryan. with the weather. Okay. Well, I mean, you guys, I bring this up a lot, so you're gonna you're gonna know this already. Um, but oh, the bank is texting me. Hello, bank. She's always. Are you talking doing about an episode about the bank? No. Again, my favorite bank, okay. the RBS. <laughs> They've got a van, and it comes round to Ireland sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys will will be aware that I love this, but I uh, wanted to read a poem. Um, I found this poem you can on... read? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I found this poem on Twitter. It says, it has the caption, my eight-year-old nephew wrote this poem, oh, yeah. and I'm just going to retire from the literary community now. So the poem is called Self-Portrait Poem, and it is by Zen. I want to describe myself like a flash, flood in Maine, like a marine iguana tired after a big swim like South Dakota, like Cerulean. When I'm by myself, I'm a golden eagle. I'm full. I'm a boat. I'm a wolf. I'm noon. Yeah. An eight-year-old wrote that? Yeah. What does Cerulean mean? It's like, it's a, a, color it's of like blue. a beautiful color of blue. I know that because of Pokemon. And also he spelled Cerulean wrong. Look, it spells, <coughs> he spelled it C-R-E-U-L-E-N. Oh, what a scrub. Cruelin. We all know it's spelled. <laughs> With other letters. <laughs> I think it's spelled with those letters in a different order. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just, I mean, it's just, every time I come across it, I You do what to her? <sighs> Ryan. That's <laughs> a child. <laughs> <laughs> every time I find it on Twitter, I just feel like a small sense of joy. It's really pretty. I feel like I return to that poem more than I return to poems written by, like, a lot of adults. Jen, um, Jen does use Twitter kind of like a puzzle where she's just trying to find that tweet over and over again. <laughs> it's like she, a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, because she doesn't really know how to use a keyboard, so she's just like jabbing at it around yeah, no, I've managed, to find I've it. managed to teach Twitter to only show me the Cerulean poem, <laughs> the self-portrait poem. So my, my um, feed is just that poem over yeah. and over again. And just I, whenever I retweet it every yeah. time. And then occasionally that Casey Frey uh, video oh, where yeah. it's like... Have my way, have my way. And he's like chopping wood. Yeah. Love that. Also in a garden. Yeah. All great, all great art occurs in a garden. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of. I'm constantly retweeting nice poems by mm -hmm. children. Like Twitter has learned. It's like Jen likes nice poems by children. <laughs> like that one. Uh, the tiger is out. Mm. The tiger's out of his cage. He, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember enough to quote it. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's so hopeful and nice. And it makes me want to write poems because I'm like, well, you know, it's not this big, like, institution of, like, doing it correctly. You just write a nice thing and then it is. And then some people on Twitter go, that's a nice thing. But you do have to beat an eight-year-old. Yes. You do have to but beat I'm, an eight-year-old. I'm quite <laughs> comfortable with being an eight-year-old. Oh. That's why my poetry career never popped off. Because I just skipped straight from... You had from, too many morals. I know, I skipped straight from seven to nine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, Did you lose nice. your job at the children's hospital? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice, yeah. yeah. It was lovely. But like, so describing you yourself as noon, mm. or as a marine iguana tired after a big swim. Mm. Like, a, what, a, a, good place what to be. a sense of self, Zen. Mm. Truly, like, beautiful. You're right, I want to be noon. Yeah. It is... A, a, Bagsy a, Noon, sorry to Zen. <laughs> a very, very apt name 
Yeah, you, you have achieved like in Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's a child, but not just an adult with terrible handwriting impersonating a child. That's oh, that would be very disappointing. Yeah, I, I think I that like, would actually crush like me. Balloon Boy. I think that would again. actually like. I genuinely, I am more on that side. Do you not know about Balloon Boy? Are you gonna hurt me by telling me whatever this is? No, it was a massive story in like 2010 where a boy. There was like a family, and they were like, "Oh, our son got trapped in a weather balloon and has flown away." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a huge story for days because this was this. 2010 before the world existed. Uh-huh. And uh, then they found out that he'd been hiding in the attic the whole time, and the parents made it up. So there was a similar thing that happened in an episode of Mr. Bean, <laughs> where my, where Mr. Bean goes to the fair and he gets a lot of balloons, and for some reason he straps them to someone's pram. Oh. And the pram gets lifted up, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh God, I got to save them!" And he grabs a bow and arrow, but it's got the suction cups, and he oh. takes it off, and he sharpens it with a pen knife, and he oh. shoots it at the pram. And everyone's like, ah, "How do we get that baby down?" And Mister Bean's like, "Oh, Teddy." <laughs> um, I think if Classic I found out that bean. poem was written actually by an adult impersonating a child, I mean, it would still be a beautiful poem, but I think I would feel robbed. sad in the yeah, robbed in the way of like that raccoon trying to wash the candy floss. Have you seen that video? Yeah, it's very good. Because raccoons wash their food and he gets some candy floss and he tries to wash it and it dissolves. You can't see and it. He's like looking in the puddle. Like, oh, we'll retweet it. You can't see it, but there's tears running down my face. Right? Yeah, it hurts. It hurts yeah. to talk about this. Julia, please. Julia, please. please. Uh, well, this last one. Play us out, uh, kiddo. It, 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 it's apt that you mentioned, mentioned uh, Casey Frey. Oh Fry. my god. Oh my god. Are you doing it? <laughs> you didn't use on Casey Frey. Not quite. Uh, I'm doing <laughs> it about Vine. Yay! You could do a whole fucking episode well, no, about Vine. Thing. Don't I, rob the people. No, I looked at... I couldn't really do anything about the history of Vine. Yeah. And then otherwise it would just be us talking about Vines we like. Which I thought yeah, was I maybe... I that sounds be, great. But I think it's just maybe a mini segment rather than a full yeah. segment. Okay. Yeah. okay. So... Well, the Vine, range really picking up now. The app, if you were not aware of... Wait, you can probably not... hear it. One second. That's the sound of rain on Julia's polka dot umbrella. Yeah, I. It isn't technically mine. Uh, I was given it. You want to confess to something, thief? I mean, I was. I did second-hand confession. I was. I was. <laughs> I was given it as a loan by someone who I don't think lives in Glasgow anymore. Oh, that's okay. Oh. And also, generally, I've heard bad things about. Okay, theft by proxy. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. This is just uh, retribution for the things you've done. <laughs> We're just telling Ryan who who the person was. Oh, I see. <laughs> Crow boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, the magpie man. I mean, it is it's the magpie man. <laughs> it is obscure enough that that is not revealing who that is. Okay. Uh, go 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 go. Vine, yeah. Vine. Vine as a company was started in 2012 and launched the service of Vine in 2013. For those that don't know, Vine was basically TikTok but better. Uh, it was a service in which people could share six-second looping videos from their phones. It ended in 2017 and was set up as an archive for two years and then closed down officially in 2019. Why did it end? Because Twitter wasn't making any money off of it because they didn't put any adverts on the service. But could they not have just added adverts? They could have just added adverts, but they were like, "Mm, no, we're not making any money from this service that doesn't have any options to make money from. (laughs) It was very strange. And like, it it was very much Twitter's decision rather than Vine's decision. And like, nobody was necessarily consulted. And the like, creators and stuff were like, we didn't want this to happen either. Yeah. Yeah. So it produced like loads of amazing comedians and artists, such as Casey Fry and Cole Hirsch. Uh, David Dobrik. Get your fucking David dog, Dobrik. It don't bite. Get yes, it don't. Get it. It don't bite. <laughs> yes, it do. Get your fucking. <laughs> uh, 
that one. Drop your fave vine. Uh, well, that's next. Okay. Uh, Gabriel's John Decker. I'm an Decker, adult virgin. Uh, who did I'm an not... adult virgin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Victor Pope Jr. Who, who did, did? Uh, Ghost Credit. Well, Credit. I'm, I'm going to get a Subaru! <laughs> uh, you better watch out. You better watch out. That is Will and John Wiesenfeld, who have a very good yeah. podcast called 2.0, which I was just listening to before Jen and Ryan arrived. 2HO or 2.0? Oh! Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh no. 2HO is, 2HO is this podcast. Uh, 2HO is this podcast. Oh, it's good. What a hilarious misunderstanding. <laughs> uh, Miel Brudau, who made Actually Megan, I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody Coe, uh, as you would know. I uh, like um, Danny Gonzalez. Mm. Ah! I'm I'm a a <laughs> I, yeah. Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden. Uh, Curtis Connor. Adam. Connor. Adam. Oh, Road yeah. work ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. I sure hope it does. Stop saying I look like Chicken Little. <laughs> He's weak and a coward. And I'm, and I'm not, not a coward. coward. Uh, Nat Parfour left at London. Who did that? Ha ha ha! I, I do, do that. that. Oh, I love that. I love that she's, so she's much. She's like a really cool musician now. <laughs> uh, I do that. Demi Ajewigabe, who did the I'm a grown man and I don't cry when I drop my potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like, and like a lot of these people, like, uh, he wrote for The Good Place. Yeah. Oh. And like, Miel has like released an album. Cole oh. Hirsch and Gabriel John Decker, like, stand up comedians and like musicians. And Cole Hirsch has a podcast outside, you know? All these people Ooh. have gone on to like actually have quite a big influence. Like, Danny Gonzalez and Cody Ko and all of them being like big YouTubers and yeah. stuff. David Dobrik. The, the Paul brothers, of course. Oh, course. How could we forget? Yeah, they Every became, day, bro. They, became, they became like well known on Vine, but they'd always been on YouTube in the first place. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of questionable as to whether they're Vine people or YouTube people. Yes. Who knows? Uh, I'd have or list- people at all. Maybe they aren't. Yes, hopefully. Perhaps chickens. Um, I have listed my three favorite Vines okay. that I could immediately think of, uh, but we can keep going. Uh, beyond this, I thought this episode might, this section might just be more of a discussion because mm-hmm. I feel like it's more fun. Yeah. Uh, so number one is look at all those chickens. Mm-hmm. Look at all those chickens. Which, Explain what that is. It's a it's a video of a little child in a like park, and there's a bunch of like seagulls, pigeons, yeah, birds, not chickens, distinctly, definitely not chickens. Mm-hmm. And the camera pans across the park and then meets the child, and the child turns to the camera and goes. Look at all those chickens! Yeah. And it's very good. Uh, the second one is a Gabriel Gundacker vine that I don't think necessarily gets thrown about all the time, but it is absolutely his peak, which is uh, him, he goes to the camera and goes, that, that one that friend one who's friend always, always cold, cold. Uh, and then it cuts and the other person's going, I'm cold, and then it cuts back and goes, you're, you're always cold. cold. But I'll be damned if you're not my friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. And then um, my favourite Victor Pope Jr. Vine, which is... um, Welcome to my meat meat or greet. And then the other person goes, hello. And then he cuts him off and goes, no, meat or greet, you choose one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then also finally, the absolute peak of Vine's... In I'm my in mum's car, car. Room, room, by Tish Simmons, <laughs> who now does like lesbian I thirst love, traps. I love the way you say by Tish, like as if it's it's a, it's like a, a novel. Piece of the way, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's nice. Deserves creditation. Rather than like that one vine. In my mum's car, broom broom, yeah. by, Tish Simmons. Oh. <laughs> uh, We're gonna sing Cher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, but oh, yeah, it's raining real my, hard my for fav- a second. My it's kind of sunny rain. Yeah, my it'll be gone soon. My favorite vine. Or my favourite Vine creator mm-hmm. is the one who does 
Hey, so what's up, me and my boys? Can you give me a hat, Jordan? Yes. Jordan, give me a hat, Jordan. What is his name? And he does. Yeah. You're adopted. And what? And that's not a vine, but that's like a three-minute video. Yeah. It's one of the funniest oh God, things I've ever seen. Mm, I can't remember his name. I like uh, the one Don't where your mother a bitch. The one where he's making the vape smoke. And Adam. the guy comes in and he's just like, Adam! <laughs> that's the one that does the chicken look. Oh, yeah. I sneeze, but I'm not allowed to sneeze! <laughs> oh, nice, Ron. And I think that's the other thing about, like, there's so many vines that, like, came out of periods that are, like, not necessarily vines. Uh -huh. You know, that's an old video, as is Peanut oh Butter Baby, which oh was filmed God. in, like, 2006 or uh, something. The girl who's fucking hurling the, like, naked baby doll. Oh, my God. And she's like, give me your fucking money! <laughs> and then it does the special victims unit. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, and it was also the source of Yeet and On Fleek. Oh, Both yeah. of those came from vines. Oh, uh, you know what my least favorite vine is? So, so I'm, I'm sitting, sitting here, there. Barbecue sauce all over my cities. cities. And then that girl just pisses herself laughing. Yeah. I don't know why. There's something, there's something I feel like. I never vibed with I'm the Sand Guardian, Guardian of the Sand. That mm. was the first. No, the first vine I ever saw was. Um, I think mine was a oh, man. Sushi vine. It's a. A it's man a man shellfish. shellfish. Never, Never seen, seen one in the wild before. before. You know that one? Sure. He sticks his head out of the bag and he's like, eh. That was the first one I ever saw. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't know what my most hated one is, though. There's one. I said, who ever threw that hook? Your mom's a hoe. There's a The great thing about Vine is it's been around for so long that when you watch compilations, like, mm -hmm. at this point when you sit and watch it, you just... You know say what's going to be there. Yeah, because yeah. there's a finite you amount of vines. All of yeah. them. In the way that there's not a finite amount of TikToks. Yeah. Also, some TikToks are so good. And oh then it's just God. like, this would have been so good if it was only six just seconds long. Just cut it. Just yeah. cut TikTok, it down. Please. Is, TikTok is the downgrade because it's like, even 15 seconds is too long for some jokes. Yeah. yeah. That's the standard short TikTok, by the way. Anyone listening. Although there are a few really great TikToks. Some, yeah, some jokes can be longer, but it's just... I love it when you call me senorita. Uh, people There's on TikTok like done this lot. trend where they get the app that records you when you're sleeping mm -hmm. and it's this girl and she puts up loads of them because she got, she got really bad um, talking in her sleep and it's just like um, at the start it's <laughs> at the start it's like that, that TikTok thing where it's like will you ever leave me? Yeah, even though I sleep talk even though you sleep talk even if I say and then it's her sleeping and she just goes I'm buttering with you and I hate it. It's <laughs> 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 so simple. So. Yeah, I love classic. Oh, oh my god! Or the one that's like me ba su 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 su, and it's just like a it's like a llama dancing. It's just like a because sometimes you just get cool animations on TikTok mm. to like fucking bizarro but amazing tracks. <laughs> me ba su 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 su. Yeah. Yes, Vine. What a time to be alive. R.I.P. And it's technically officially been uh, succeeded by Byte, uh, but not as many people use Byte. Mm. Mm. Liza Koshi is another one. That... Yes. And she and she like does interviews on the like uh, Met Gala and stuff. Mm. Well, she's, yeah. She's doing quite, quite well for herself. herself. Um, yeah. Thank you, Julia. Thank you. Those are some nice bite-sized obsessions. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bite, maybe that's the title. Bite-sized obsessions. Bite-sized obsessions. What Aww. are your bite-sized obsessions? Tweet, tweet us in. Yeah, yeah, and solve that puzzle and look at any of the other stuff yeah. we told you to look at. It's <laughs> a we can't remember. It's a beautiful day here in Glasgow. It well, wasn't until right now. <laughs> I really like being out in the rain sometimes. I yeah. like the way it smells. Got to get that petrichor, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm an addict for it. I love it. If I don't get my petrichor every too. day... Yeah, Jen just loves to just flex her hunt. dictionary knowledge. All yeah. I do is rain hunt so I can sniff that sweet ground. Rain hunt sounds like Cockney rhyming song. It does, doesn't for, it? For an insult. A pain in the cunt. 
Yeah, oh. it's a fucking ring. Do we say cunt on this podcast? Yes. Do we, we say cunt? cunt? Lots of times before. What about our American viewers? What about them? What, about, Who, what American? What about our American viewers? Viewers? Oh, you, <laughs> what, you mean the cunts? <laughs> <laughs> Those cunts. What about, if, if they what can't about the eight-year-old uh, in Kansas? Oh, Zen. Oh, so, I'm so sorry, Zen. Please don't tell your mom that we say cunt, please. <laughs> maybe that would be a, a good level. Maybe do a little acrostic of yeah. cunt. Yeah, I'll write Cra- a poem. Crashing like a river. Under it, I drown. Never again. Today, I rise. There's a little poem for you. That's oh nice. God. That can be the whole description. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be back to regular scheduled content again. Yeah. Sorry for the gap last week. That's yeah. my week fault. Before. Like we say, there I only... uh, grated off the tip of my finger. And she was editing so hard. I couldn't so edit hard. very quickly. And also, it was like the longest episode yeah, ever. Because I did have a lot of content on Mother, so sorry for the break. But it just gave you more time to ruminate on uh, uh, Everything we said crossing. so far, yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> I was like, what was that? And yeah, so it'll be Ryan next week. Yep. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll be outside again. Yeah, I, I mean, really like recording we, outside. We, we have to be. Well, uh, yes, unless, aside actually, from the law. I did, I did see, if you say hopefully, it's, it sounds much more yeah. intentional. I did also see a thing that maybe the lockdown might get more severe. Oh, but, really? Uh, that Double was down. Not confirmed. Okay, but we ain't Skyping. That's yeah, my hard we're not, fast so, rule. So, yeah, so if we can't meet in person, the podcast will be on a hiatus. I own the audio equipment, so maybe I'll just uh, act like I'm listening to Ryan telling me about James Dean or something. Yeah. How do you know what man? <laughs> um, thank you so thank much you. for listening to Secondhand Obsessions. Yeah. Bite, bite-sized obsessions today. Bite-sized obsessions. I think, I think every 10 should be bite-sized yeah. obsessions. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds lovely. And I'd like that. Yeah. Um, you want to hang out again? Hopefully, yeah, maybe we should. Did this date go well? Hopefully, <laughs> maybe by the 20th, we might have had a guest on. Yeah, that might... I mean, oh, also, I guess the law nice. might... Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good point, actually. I mean, I guess actually my flatmate wouldn't compromise that at all because it's still two households and he's inside, so we could just ask him. And has a lot of things to talk about. Oh, he definitely does. There you go. So maybe hopefully by the next bite size we'll have had someone on. But you'll Anyway, we've got some stuff to go sniff and some grass to go roll in. What? Oh, that sounds like we're going to... No, 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 no. That was a petrichor joke. That was a petrichor joke. I mean, I will... That was a petrichor joke. We've got some lines to bang right there, so if you don't mind. No. Well, Anyway, I've been Julia Yvonne the Don Fisher. I've been Genevieve Jaggy Nettle Jagger. And I've been Ryan Nyan Morgan Cat. Classic. And this has been <laughs> Second Out Obsessions. Ryan? Follow us on Twitter at 2HOPod. That's two, the number. And all the rest of them are letters. You Ooh. truly panic every time we have to do one. <laughs> I forget we have to do one again. Second-hand obsessions. 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 Second-hand obsessions.